Hi, this is Freddie Spencer coming to you after the 2018 MotoGP race, the Australian Grand Prix of Phillip Island. Now, Phillip Island is one of the circuits that most riders look forward to. Not only is it fast, but it's certainly very challenging. Now, before I get into talking about the circuit and the race, I want to talk about really my favorite part about Phillip Island, and that is the Penguin Parade. I remember the first time I went there at the end of 1988, well, it was actually beginning of 1989, before the year that the Australian Grand Prix began there, and we were there testing. And we, I was out on the beach, and I was overlooking the water, the ocean, and I was lost in thought about, and I remember this so well, I was thinking about how this is basically at the southern end of nothing. And, and at Australia, it's down at the tip, and, and just how vast the ocean is. And, and I kind of started squinting, and, and I could see it looked like there was something on top of the, the waves as it was coming in. And then there was more than one, and then just multiplying by the second. And all of a sudden, these little penguins were riding the waves, and they came in, and as they came in to the shore, just would pop up and start waddling in. And I was standing there uh, with a couple other people, and, and they just kind of started walking up and walked around us. And, and like I said, this was in the days, so, you know, obviously 30 years ago, and, and when it wasn't a protected area and, and it wasn't as popular. But it was the most amazing sight the power and beauty of nature, right? And these little penguins, and, and they came, would come in and watch them a couple of days at exactly the same time every day. And it was just an amazing thing. And, and it gave me really one of the most important moments of, for me about, the, like I said, the power of nature and just something so cool. So that is a very fond memory that I have about Phillip Island. Now the circuit, as I said, it's a very fast circuit, but it's, it's very technically challenging. And it's also because it's so exposed, the conditions are ever changing, uh, sometimes three or four or five times in one session. And we saw that over the weekend. We saw the wind come up. We saw it started spitting rain on certain parts of the racetrack. The guys talked about during qualifying two, how it was just really up to here as far as the effort level and how you had to kind of push it because you didn't know what to expect in the next corner. Would it be damp? Would it be dry? And like I said, you have all of those things. And again, that's what makes Phillip Island so special. Is it just the circuit, fast and open, really fits the area that it is. And if you ever get a chance to go, you should. It's an amazing place. Now going into the weekend, obviously the championship had already, be, had already been decided. Mark Marquez, as I said in the last show, put in a great ride to wrap up the championship at Motegi. And so what was going to happen this weekend? We, of course, knew that Jorge Lorenzo wasn't going to race. Uh, Alvaro Bautista was going to take his place, an opportunity to ride the factory machine. And how would he get on with that, considering that he's never ridden the 2018 uh, Ducati? But he certainly was going to have great support. And for him, a great opportunity to show not only what he could do, but to leave a stamp on the a long and somewhat distinguished career in MotoGP. So that was going to be one of the stories. Now, was it also just going to be a battle between Andre DiVioso and Mark Marquez, as we've seen over these last races? And, and 
did Mark, and if it was a battle, was Mark going to be able to pull off another win like he has in the last couple? Because he has said that he's kind of got Dovey's race management figured out. Also, the Yamahas. Now, we know that the struggles that they that uh, Maverick Vinales had, of course, in Japan, um, was that going to continue? Well, we're going to have to see. It certainly is a track that they've done okay at, certainly better than Ducati's in, in the recent years, uh, after Casey Stoner's dominance for their, there for a while. But was they going to be able to have all the problems fixed? Well, we're going to have to see. And Danny Petrosa, of course, now that he's going to KTM, how is he going to finish? And, and certainly it's a track that, that he's done well at before. Now, Cal Crutchlow, the crash that he had going into turn one, and we saw quite a few crashes, certainly most of them front and low sides. I've talked about the tendencies uh, of the Michelin tires, um, that if they do have an issue front or rear, usually the rear is, is very good. A lot of, lot of edge grip, uh, all throttle grip, and certainly a lot of, lot of drive grip. Um, but the front tire is one of the issues that the riders, I think, have, have struggled with, certainly from race to race, and, and if they bring a tire, it's a little bit different. And the cold conditions certainly seem to catch quite a few of the riders out, and one of those was Kyle Crutchlow going down into turn one. And, and what an unfortunate for him. Uh, having such a strong finish in Japan and leading the independent team's championship over Johan Zarco and, and Petrucci, he certainly did not need that to happen. And let's hope that the surgeries that he's gonna have this week will get everything straightened out for him and, and we'll keep him in, in our thoughts and he can come back soon. But more than likely, he'll be out for the rest of the year. Now, Jack Miller. Uh, there was talk about Jack Miller maybe being the one that was gonna replace Jorge Lorenzo going into the weekend. It wasn't the case. Because again, with the team championship, independent team championships uh, need still to be decided, uh, they, des they decide to keep him on the primate bike and, and put Bautista on the factory machine. But Jack, right from the get-go, uh, showed what he can do, and it's, it's great to see. Uh, he's, a, he's a great personality and, and um, a kid that seems to be making progress, and we certainly, he's already shown he can run the pace. He's got that figured out. But as I said last race, he's got to figure out that one lap pace, but he's got to figure out how to improve his race craft and just get his confidence and, and get that figured out. Going into qualifying, uh, it looked like that Inoni um, was going to be certainly tough. Vinales has put it was, was strong in practice times and race pace, and so it looked like maybe either Inoni or, or Maverick might be able to put in a quick time and get pole position. But Mark did exactly what he's done so many times, and he pulled the rabbit out of his hat and, and got on pole position. And, but he knew that he wasn't sure about his race pace. In fact, Mark talked about that, that Anoni was probably stronger than he was over the race, or was maybe going to be stronger in, in the toughest competition over the race distance. And he wasn't far from incorrect on that, or, or being correct on that. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But Dovey put in a good time, and, and we a couple other riders, as I said, Maverick and Johan Zarco, they were right there, and Johan has, has certainly gotten stronger over the last races. And so it certainly was going to be, I believe, an exciting race that I was looking forward to. 
not only because of the cha of the conditions, but who everything being up for grabs, the championship not being on the line. What was Mark going to do? Was it just going to be a battle uh, with the Ducati of Divioso and Mark Marquez, or wouldn't others come into the fray? And we know that no one was going to be more inspired of that than Maverick Vinales, and he showed that. Now that first lap incident, uh, first part of the race incident between Johan Zarco and Mark Marquez was just a racing incident. I know as you come up over that on the front straightaway going down in turn one, it's such a high speed corner that you want to open up the corner as much as you possibly can. Certainly with the draft in the, in the windy conditions, um, a lot of times there's a tailwind uh, on the front straightaway and, and that um, pushes the bikes along. And, and it was just the riders being all together, and, and it's already been talked about, but Yoan got a draft not only off of Mark, but also Jack Miller, who was right in front, and Mark pulled over right at the last second. And, and in those particular crashes, there's nothing you can do. The energy, the speed, the everything happened so fast um, that the main thing was that Johan, when he did lose the front, he got to the ground so quickly then um, he made the right choice. Everything happened. He didn't get tumbling because that would have been a terrible thing at that speed because it just wouldn't have stopped. But he got down and, and he was sliding. And so it nullified how, how risky or how much damage could have been done by that happening. And, and he was okay. He got up, he was okay. But did, if you saw Mark's seat as he came in and they moved it, the energy that was because he didn't technically run into the back of Mark. It was actually he was to the left side, and when Mark moved over, they hit, and then just the friction of the tire pulled down on that seat and broke the rear of the motorcycle. So it was an amazing thing, and, and fortunately, Mark didn't go down, or no one else got caught up into it, uh, except for Alexis Espargo. He actually said something fell off of, he thinks, uh, Johan's bike, and he hit, hit his hand, um, and... He said it certainly hurt, but he put in a great ride on that hybrid Aprilia and he finished in ninth position. But that is something we got to look at and see how that's going to affect him this weekend because he said it moved the plate that was put in in his hand. But certainly it could have been a lot worse uh, than it was. But that knocked, uh, knocked Mark out of the race. And now we had a battle of the unknown. So there was actually some excitement uh, with the championship being decided. Mark was not in the race. And it wasn't going to be a battle just between Dovey and Mark. And so everything was up in the air. But the great ride of the day, obviously, was Maverick Finale. He's coming from 10th position. It looked like, oh, no, here we go again. He was, didn't get a good start. He was, you know, he's on the, obviously on the front row, got bumped back. But he just came through the field and got in the lead and just controlled the race. And that was the Maverick that everyone has been looking for uh, for a long time. Uh, to challenge each and every week. So that was a great sign for him, a great ride for him. Anoni put in a great ride in second position. In fact, he said after the race that if he didn't mess up a couple of things, he felt he made a couple of mistakes that maybe he could have challenged Maverick. I think that Maverick probably eased up a little bit the last few laps and they were able, able to close in on him, but he basically had the race under control. And like I said, Anoni put a great ride in, in second position and the other Yamaha, obviously, of, of Valentino was right there, but he, he faded back. Renz was able to make a pass on him at the, at the very end, but it was certainly a, a, a great ride uh, and a great performance 
for a lot of riders. And with Dovey finishing in, in third position um, and Bautista putting in that great ride to finish in, in fourth, excuse me, and then Renz in fifth position, I think it turned out exactly and everybody got the positions that they kind of earned uh, for the race they put in and the performance. But again, hats off to Maverick uh, for putting in a, in a great ride. Now it's going to be interesting this weekend. Uh, as we go into Malaysia, it's a track that obviously they do a lot of testing on, and we'll have to see what's going to happen. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you are too.